Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Trot's talk. Live the dream. Get involved in harness racing today. NZ Harness Racing. Visit hrnz.co.nz. A very good morning and welcome into Trot's Talk today. No, the world has not ended. Michael Guerin and Greg O'Connor are still around somewhere. They're just taking a well-deserved break today. You've got me, Matt Markham, filling in for them on your Sunday morning as we talk all things harness racing for the next hour with a real focus on the Nelson meeting day two up there at Richmond Park after a fast and entertaining first day on Friday. They switch to... Mile racing for the paces today, all races for the paces over the flying mile at Nelson, so we'll see some quick times there. We're going to try and find a few winners for you out there today in SENZ land. We're going to talk to some key players with some big chances on the Richmond Park track today, including Tim White, one half of the father and son training combination of Brent and Tim White. They've got a strong team in of three horses today at Nelson. We're also going to catch up with Ben Hope, grab a little bit of an update on superstar trotter Muscle Mountain, who this week was obviously confirmed as not heading to Australia for the Great Southern Star. Ben's also got a runner of his own in today at Nelson, and he'll talk on a few of his parents, Greg and Nina Hope's team, that they've got in as well. Going to catch up with John Dunn. He's got a full book of drives for the day. And uh, obviously a very good day for him on Friday, picking up four of the last five races in the Sulky. So John will be a driver to follow. The Dunn team always worth following when they get up into the top of the South Island. That'll be part of the Southern Man segment, both Ben and John. Then later on, we're going to catch up with Phil Williamson, of course, with the news of Muscle Mountain coming out and not going to Australia. A door has opened for the North Otago Trotter Majestic Man to make his way over and have a look at tackling another great southern star in Australia so we'll catch up with Phil who's also made a red hot start to the season he's uh, six wins on the board already with five placings so good to catch up with Phil we'll also talk about Love in the Port his up and coming trotter who runs second at Cambridge to Majestic Man on Thursday night and then we're going to round things out by catching up with the bookies we'll catch up with head TAB bookmaker Matt Peden and see what's happening at Nelson today and then we will also have a look to some of these futures markets that the TAB currently have open. We're going to kick things off, though. We're going to catch up with Tim White, all the way from Ashburton. Tim, one half, as I said, of the training partnership between himself and his father, Brent. Nice wee segue to come in to talk to you this morning, Tim, off the back of the Shepparton Gold Cup last night, where your former star pacer in his first start in Australia, Cranbourne, was a victorious winner. A very good morning to you, mate. How are we? G'day, Matt. Yeah, very good. Thank you. Cracking mid-Canterbury day. Excellent. That's what we like to hear. Must have been some uh, proud moments to see a horse that you guys have had so much to do with pick up a big race in Australia in his first start, Cranbourne. Uh, talk us through it. What was it like watching uh, him go around? Because I know that uh, you and your dad both put a lot of time and effort into him through his career when he was in New Zealand. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, good to see him um, start on a good note over there. Um, we, knew, we knew the horse um, had the potential and He'd shown that here, and um, yeah, to go over there and lead up early off the gate, um, like he'd shown in the free for all, 
was um, was good, and um, yeah, he got he got away with some good six shells during the running, and you could see him travelling off the back. He was travelling right through the bridle, so yeah, it was good to see him uh, start well for them. Um, and yeah, it'll be great to follow him and in the future in Aussie and once he gets to America, see what uh, sort of mile time he can post. Absolutely. No mean feat. Obviously, at the end of Dominion, when oh, I cast no shadow sitting on his back turning for home. So understand his path now, maybe through races like the Ballarat Cup and then on to the Hunter Cup. So we will definitely be watching him with interest. Back on New Zealand soil, though, Tim, been a great start to the year for yourself and Brent with uh, 11 starters, five, five winners and a placing. Um, we'll kick things off. We'll go back a couple of weeks to the Roxburgh Cup with Betta's Tart. Of course, she was a big winner there with Kimberly Butt and the bike. And then she went to... Winton on Wednesday and was another winner alongside stablemate mid through Louisiana Bow. Uh, he must be wrapped with the way better starts come back this year. Yeah, she's really developed um, off her last spell. Um, she's filled out into her frame. She isn't a big horse, but she's really yeah got a lot of depth to her now and really um, looks to have um, gone to another level in a way. Um, and she's done it over the sprint trip and, and distance now too, which is good. So she she's returned home. She'll. Um, She'll get ready for the couple of Mears races at Eddington coming up end of the month, start of next month, and uh, we'll see how she lines up there. Tricky to say how many, what what sort of numbers they're going to have for those races. So we'll, we'll see how she lines up in them, and uh, then we'll make a bit of a plan for that. But obviously, South's going to be quite important with her now qualifying for the Southern Bell final, and probably uh, look for a Country Cup final down there as well. Absolutely, she's going to be a horse to follow over the coming months, I'm sure. Just to Carry on with the Winton factor. Good to see mid-through Louisiana Bow put his best version of himself forward and get a win on the board. He, he's probably been a frustrating horse for you guys for uh, a few months now because he's he's always looked pretty capable. Yeah, he's, as, as Kim said, he's a bit of an enigma, and uh, yeah, he's um, when he when he's on his on his game, he, he goes good. Like I didn't really probably expect him to get past Matt Quinlan the other day myself, but um, yeah, Kim said once she's at the top of the straight, she said she's. She had him covered the whole way. So, no, it was good, good to get him back in the uh, winner's circle, good for those owners, as they've had to be patient with him because, as you say, he hasn't been, uh, he's been a tricky customer and like, he's beaten some nice horses and then probably races he would expect them to go well and maybe a bit disappointing. So, yeah, no, he's, um, he's done a good job there. Of course, we went from a winning double at Winton on Wednesday and then headed up to the other end of the South Island to Nelson. Three runners in there on Friday. Two winners, Randall Houston P, the maiden trotter, emphatic winner and one of the most talented but enigmatic horses I think I've seen in Canterbury for the last couple of years and Lone Wolf making it two from two so that gave you five starters for the week for four winners and of course the other one was Aero Nort who was very good running fourth so uh, good start to the Nelson trip I know Dad likes getting up there and spending a bit of time up in the Nelson so he would have been smiling on Friday night Yeah I'd say he would have been well socialised uh, Friday <laughs> I would say um, yeah super super effort I mean he, he he had to do all the work with them while we we're all away at Cromwell living the dream. And um, he was doing the work with the Nelson team and obviously got the job done um, nicely there. So, yeah, hopefully today we can just uh, polish it off really nicely. They look, look set by all reports. Um, he tells me this morning they've come through it pretty well. And, um, yeah, it uh, looks like we've got a couple of nice chances again today there. I wanted to touch on Lone Wolf because obviously he was so frustrating through his first handful of starts. You know, he was punted off the map in certain races. I know there was heavy interest in him in the Futurity final and he, he kept getting things wrong in his races. Was it a case of trial and error with him until you found sort of that magic formula that was going to get him doing everything right? Or was it gear changes? What, what, how did you sort of get him back to doing what he's been doing in his last two starts? 
Yeah, well, I can't claim much of it because it's uh, mainly uh, dead and zero on this forefront. But, um, yeah, no, they, they made, did make a couple of gear changes. Um, and that's just been, yeah, just been the difference. And I think now that he's confident doing it, um, he's, he's a lot happier horse now too. When he was sort of getting mistakes, doing things wrong at the races, he was sort of wasn't the happiest horse at home. But now he's doing everything right at the races and, and he's a lot happier. Um which is good, yeah. So the gear changes have been probably the biggest biggest factor for him and uh, turned him back into a happy horse. And, yeah, as you say, he had a lot of potential, showed a lot of potential early on and there was a lot of talk around him. And uh, it's good to good to see him do that sort of run he did on Friday. I mean, he's done a, a power of work during the running and then to be still kicking at the line and, as Sarah does, keeps him up on the job nicely. And um, that's probably him being brave and that, that ticks the box there with him. He obviously goes around today, educated early on in his career by Terry McMillan, was Lone Wolf, and then uh, obviously joined the White Stable. Just run through a cu- the, the three runners today. We've obviously touched on Lone Wolf. Now, Aero Nort, I thought, was massive on Friday, coming from a long way back. They haven't missed it. $4 into two fifty this morning, Tim. Yeah, a bit of your money floating around, is it? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, not quite my money, but... Um... You know, I did ask Dad how much he uh, slid on, but um, no, it's um, yeah a strong push for him, obviously, in the market. Um, probably not hard to see why after his run, like that last 100 was pretty slick the other day, and um, and he gets a, gets a good draw um, today. So, yeah, Sarah will have options from the start. She can play it how she sees it, and um, but we do know if he if he's sort of handy enough to them with that last 200, he um, can unleash a nice wee sprint. So, um yeah, good, good for um, good for the owner there to have him. He's in good form and hopefully can carry it on today. Randall Houston P goes round in race number five. Now he obviously got everything right on on Friday and he did it emphatically. He was about ten lengths in front after about two hundred metres off the unruly. Um, is that a case of just catching him on the right foot? Do you think? And if he does the same today, is he good enough that he can handle that step up and grade? Uh, there's no doubting his ability at all. Um, yeah, he's. I mean, yeah, he's got got the uh, got the motor. Um, yeah, you're probably right. If if he can step away like that and get a free run without anything getting close to close to his way or anything like that, yeah, he, he, he may be able to. But I mean, it is a it is a tough jump. I mean, you're going against race race hardened stand start horses that can fly the tapes themselves. So yeah, it, I mean. Hey, can't, not saying he can't do it, but yeah, very much a jump into that league when you that first 400 when those good old trotters can step and run that first 400 might be the difference today. Aero North, the best of the Brenton Tim White runners today, do you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He 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 would be, and I mean, Lone Wolf back into the draw. Um, he'll be an interesting. Uh, interesting to see how we get away there, but yeah, I can't see any problems, and Sarah's getting on with them well. So yeah, uh, two very good chances. Excellent. Hey, thanks very much for joining us on Trot's Talk this morning, Tim. All the best for today with obviously the three runners, but going forward too, the stable's kicking some goals early in the new year and long may it continue. Thanks very much for joining us, mate. Cheers. Thanks for that, Matt. That's Tim White all the way from Ashburton. Obviously three runners in for him and his father, Brent, today. Obviously, as I'm still finding my feet here filling in for Greg and Mick, there was one thing that I forgot to talk about before we got to Tim White, and that was your chance to be involved with the show today. Courtesy of the TAB, we've got a $50 bonus bet to give away. All you need to do is text your name, TAB account number, and the code word for the day, which can't be anything else other than Nelson, 
Nelson is our code word. So text that, your TAB account numbering, your name through to 8833, and producer dude Robbie, at the end of the show, will choose one of our entrants who will walk away with that $50 bonus bet courtesy of the TAB and, of course, HRNZ Harness Racing New Zealand. We're going to pop away and pay some bills early doors here. We're going to come back with the Southern Man segment and really turn the attention on today's Nelson meeting. I'm a Southern Man. I got the south in my blood, and I'm gonna be here till I'm getting well Oh, that brings back memories of standing at Carisbrook in Dunedin listening to Dennis Henderson belt out to thousands of Otago Scarfies. What a song, Southern Man song. That brings us to our Southern Man segment in the on this morning on Trot's Talk. Matt Markham filling in for Michael Guerin and Greg O'Connor today. As I said, we're going to turn the spotlight on to Nelson today. Of course, day two of their two-day meeting where the focus turns to the top of the South Island. Of course, we head to Waterlee Raceway in Blenheim for two days next week. We're about an hour and three minutes out from the first there today. As I said before, mile racing for the paces all day. And the trotters going over the mile and a half. We've got a 12-race card. Great day to get involved in. There's $10,000 first fours involved in every race today and some good betting options. And we're going to hopefully find you some winners in this segment. Going to catch up with Ben Hope if he's on the line and have a wee chat to Ben about his team or his one runner today, but also his mum and dad's team and get a catch up on Muscle Mountain. Ben, I think you're there. Very good morning to you, mate, and welcome to Trot's Talk this morning. How's things in Nelson? Yeah, how you going, Matt? Yeah, things are good. It's, uh, you know, great weather here as, uh, as usual, and um, yeah, the horses seem well, so uh, hopefully all set for not a bad day. The great times of the year, great parts of the year, these circuit times, Ben, um, everyone loves getting away and, you know, spending some time socialising away from the normal week-to-week racing that we get throughout the other parts of the year. And Nelson's just a big part of that. I've seen a few photos floating around on social media of some backyard cricket being played in the dark last night at the race course through some licence holders and things like that. So obviously been a, a good social occasion up there as well as the racing. Oh, absolutely. You know, I, I love Nelson, to be honest. Um, to be fair, out of all sort of the, you know, country cra- tracks around uh, the Christmas period, it's probably my favourite track to drive on. Um, unfortunately, I'm suspended at the moment, but, um, you know, still able to enjoy, uh, you know, all the festivities of the place. And, uh, yeah, it's great to be here. Obviously been a, a tough week for you guys, Ben, or a tough couple of weeks. You were due to start looking at packing your bags and heading to Australia with uh, superstar trotter Muscle Mountain. News coming out this week that that Australian trip's off. Can you just talk us through what's gone wrong there that's caused this Australian trip to be cancelled? Yeah, um, to be fair, Matt, I'm pretty gutted about it, really. Um, you know, I've made it pretty well known that I think the Great Southern Star would be, uh, you know, if you could pick one race in Australasia for him to suit, I'd say the Great Southern Star would be it. Um, but just unfortunately, he had a bit of a bug. He was supposed to race, uh, you know, just before Christmas, the free-for-all trot that Oscar Bonavina won. He was supposed to go on that, but he just got a wee bit of a cold beforehand. And to be fair, it hasn't recovered as good as we'd like. Um, he's going to be fine, but we just thought, um, you know, pushing a trip to Aussie would have to be upping his workload. And we just thought, uh, w- with how the horse was, he, he wasn't capable of doing that. So, um, you know, just giving him a small freshen up. And to be fair, he, he could be racing next month um, if we wanted to. Um, but, yeah, Aussie was just, we just thought it might be a bridge too far. And uh, yeah, we didn't want to jeopardise any of the races later in the season. 
So where does that leave us now with them, Ben? Obviously, um, with, with the Australian trip off, we know there's some big racing coming up for the Trotters later. Do we do we turn our attention to places like Auckland or is there some targets in Addington at some point in the next sort of six weeks to two months? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. No, I'd say, um, you know, I don't think it'll be too long until he's racing at Addington again, um, obviously close to home. And, yeah, there's a couple of races, I think, in March. You've got the Lamb and Haywood and then the New Zealand Fridge for uh, Trot that he won a couple of years ago. So, um you know, and then the Road Cup, Anzac Cup, National Trot, Lower Creek Stakes. So there's plenty of races coming up for him. Um, so, you know, while uh, it's disappointing about Aussie, uh, there's still plenty to look forward to. Excellent. We wish you guys, or you and your mum and dad, all the best on the road to recovery with him because we love seeing him out on the track. We'll turn to Nelson today. Ben, obviously you're not driving, as you said, uh, spending some time on the sidelines. We'll kick off with your one runner that you train, Latrell, uh, goes around in race seven, Bob Butt to do the driving. I thought a really, really good second against a very good field on Friday for a horse that's still very much in the infancy of its career. How did you assess the run and how's he come through it? Yeah, no, it was a great run, Matt. Um, you know, he's only had three starts before uh, before Friday, and he's versing horses like Miss Alyssa, Prince Tekka, uh, Sue Princess, you know, horses that have had over 100 starts and, and won a lot of races and been competitive in some very good fields. So for him to do what he did, I, I was really, really stoked. Um, he's a horse that I've always had a bit of time for, and, you know, Dad's driven him a few times himself and, you know, has quite a nice opinion of him. We we think he can go to open class. I'm not saying he'll be an open class star or anything, but I, I think he can get to that grade one day. Um, he's still got a bit to learn. Um, but, you know, I, I think he's going to be another great place chance again. He'll definitely improve off that run, but I think, you know, looking at the race, Miss Alyssa went great. And repeat, Pat was an impressive winner who you think would improve from that as well. So, um, you know, I think we've got a great race, but, you know, place might be his lot again. But, hey, if he's able to get a place, I'll, I'll still be happy. $5 and $1.70 for him in race seven, number one, Latrell. Turn our attention now to uh, mum and dad's team, Greg and Nina, obviously. They've got a big team of horses, as they traditionally do up there at Nelson. Just touch on a couple of the runners. One I was really keen to get your take on was uh, in race four, number five, Michael Kane. How, how have you assessed him? Because he looked like a horse that would win a maiden race just like that, probably in a couple of quick starts, but he hasn't quite been able to grab that win yet. Is is there a still improvement coming, or where are we at with him? Yeah, no, you summed up perfectly, to be honest, Matt. Um, he's a horse that we've always liked. His trials have been awesome. He's trialled behind some pretty nice horses and, and felt great. Um, he feels like he could win five or six reasonably comfortably. Um, for some reason, he hasn't quite shown that race day. I don't know whether it's a lack of maturity or whether he's just still learning or, you know, it could be a number of things. Um, you know, he's still going good. If he, if he was an average maiden, we would be happy with how he's been going. But because we've got a nice opinion of him, we have been slightly disappointed. Um, you know, Ricky, Ricky drove in the first day and, Ricky says this horse feels like he could be a pretty nice horse one day, so that was obviously positive. Um, but he's, he is a horse that's sort of finding a way to get beat. So I, I couldn't tip him out confidently, but in saying that, um, I think he can still get a place. But he is a horse to watch because, uh, like I said, we have got a nice opinion of him. And, you know, if he does click, um, you know, who knows how far he'll go. Excellent. That's Michael Kane. He goes around in race four, number five. You're currently getting about 360 for him. If you're looking to have a play, we'll go to the day's feature, the Nelson Pine Industries Nelson Classic. Two runners from the barn in here. Number two, Celtic Spirit. Ricky May does the driving of that one. And one of my favourite horses in Homebush Lad, who was again a great second on Friday with Johnny Cox and the bike. Reading the Stipes report from Friday, Ben, Ricky May obviously reported to the Stipes that he wasn't 
disappointed with the run of Celtic Spirit given the 3,000 metres. Are we back to an ideal situation here over the mile at Nelson where you can get on the speed and look to roll them along? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, No, we, we weren't disappointed either. Um, to be fair, 3,000 metres was never going to suit him at this stage of his career. Um, we were always going up for that mile, um, but it's been a long time in between runs. He hasn't raced since the Green Mile, so we knew the Nelson Cup would be sort of a good start-off to uh, you know, help him for Sunday because he is a horse that takes a little bit of work. The work doesn't seem to affect him too much. It only improves him, so... Look, I, I think he should be, you know, going pretty close, to be honest. Uh, Mighty Louie was impressive last start, obviously. Um, and there was a couple of other runs that were great. Catherine, I thought, went good and, and stuff like that. So, look, it's not going to be easy. But in saying that, I, I think he's our best chance of the day. And I think um, I, I'll honestly be disappointed if he's not top two or even winning, really. He, he can run a good mile. Um, so, um, yeah, no, I'd say he's our best chance of the day. Miles probably not Homebush Lad's real cup of tea, um, but he's not completely out of this race either. No, that's right. No, he's uh, had a super, you know, period. He's obviously won the Westport Cup and Wrestling Cup and obviously wasn't far away from pulling off the Nelson Cup. So he's a horse that the stable obviously has a lot of time for. Um, you know, Miles not his ideal race, but hey, if they go incredibly hard, which is possible, um, you can never count the little fella out. Excellent. The only other runner that I wanted to talk to you quickly about from today, Ben, was Blue Rock Dancer, who goes round in race number 10. Towards the outside of the second line, which is uh, probably not ideal, but if the speed's on and you get a chance to get over the top of them, looks like a horse that could do it, and a nice each-way price, I thought, today. Yeah, definitely. Yep. No, I think he's, he's definitely a great place for it. He, he can obviously win it as well, but from the draw, it does make it tough, and he's, he's going to need a few of the other ones to have a bit of bad luck, and for him to make an absolute fly. But I think at the 250 or, or whatever he's paying for a place, I think he's great place value. Um, he obviously won quite well his last two starts before Nelson, and he went good the first day. So, um, you know, he's a horse with ability and a, a horse that we see, uh, you know, winning a few more races. So, um, you know, I think he's at least a great place bet and, you know, maybe even have a little bit to win. Excellent. Hey, thank you very much, Ben. I know you're a busy man. You've got to make an early claim for stable hand of the year today, so we'll let you get on and get the, the hobbles and the knee boots on those horses and hook into it, but thanks for giving us some time on Trot's Talk. Good luck with your runner and, of course, Mum and Dad's team today as well, and hopefully there's a winner or two in there for you both. Yeah, that's right. Cheers, mate. I'm, I'm itching to get back at it on the track, to be fair. It uh, <laughs> makes me know how much I miss driving, not driving, but in saying that, uh, we'll do the best we can do as a stable hand, and hopefully uh, we'll see how we go. Excellent. Hey, thanks very much, Ben. That's Ben Hope team from Woody and Beach, of course, part of the Greg and Nina Hope stable as well. We'll go from one side of the road in Woody and Beach to the other and catch up with John Dunn. John, a very good morning to you. Welcome to Trot's Talk today. How's things for you up in sunny Nelson this weekend? Morning, Matt. And, uh, yeah, really good. Like you say, can't complain with the weather. Beautiful day and the sun's out. So, um, yeah, it's great to be up here. Tough start to the day for you on Friday, John. You looked, uh, you were all over it and all around it, but just not quite grabbing one through the first half of the card. And then, bang, 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 I think you won four of the last five races. So the day certainly ended on a good note. Yeah, it did. started off a wee bit slower, but they actually the whole lot sort of raced uh, pretty good earlier on and got a bit of money. So they sort of, like you say, I was all, all around it, but couldn't get there. And things come right and clicked late on the day and ended the day really well. 
Excellent. Uh, look, we won't keep you too long because I know that you'll be having to get some gear on because we're uh, under an hour out from the first start of the day. I'm not going to go through all of your drives because you've got 12 of them and we'll be here until 3 o'clock. So we might just handpick a couple of them out, John, and have a chat about them. I wanted to kick off in race one with Secret Cocktail. Now, a bit of money for it on Friday and probably just raced under, well, in my opinion, probably raced under its best. How did you assess the run? And to me, is it a case of not being stuck away on the markers? Looks like a horse that likes to get out and get rolling a wee bit. Yeah, I was actually a bit disappointed on the first day, I thought, because I sort of had my chance. I got the gap early enough in the straight and thought it hit the line a wee bit better. Um, but like you say, hopefully, like the start before that, she was really good down at Omicow. She did work mid-race and sort of still there right at the line. So, um, yeah, from the draw, it won't be stuck in the fence today. So, have to put her in the race, bet she have a mile and get handy. So, hopefully, go a bit better than the first day, though. One of the big runs in defeat on Friday was that of Double Tom, obviously going down to Bob Butt and Brando right on the line. Uh, looks a great race today. Good draw, should be able to punch forward and get on the markers and really should be pretty hard to beat today, you'd think? Yeah, you'd think it'd be pretty hard to beat, especially the way he went the first day and such a distance back to third. So I uh, got beaten by a nice horse. Um, just got me uh, right on the line, but um, he's pulled up well. He seems really good and... and it was his first stand start the other day and he handled that really good, so expect him to do the same today. One horse I did want to talk to you about, John, because I think it's a horse with a big future in, in front of it and I'm keen to get your thoughts on just how far it might be able to go is repeat Pat. It was a big effort fresh up to win on Friday and looks like a horse that's probably just going to keep getting better and better and better with racing. How have we come through the run and how do you assess the chances today? Yeah, he's come, come to the run really well and yeah, I was actually quite surprised. He only had one quiet trial prior to the um, race the other day and yeah, he's sort of horsey showed a fair bit of speed so um, he's back to 10 more metres a couple of them went good they were off the front um, so I've given them 10 more metres but I can't say why he wouldn't go close again You must have been wrapped to see Mighty Louie get himself a, a big race obviously he's been well travelled over in Australia competing over there and winning races over there and he's come back and taken a couple of starts but that was the Mighty Louie that we, we know is there on Friday you would like to think that switching back to the mile is probably going to be right up his alley again today. Yeah, well, actually, he went really good the first day, and uh, he's the sort of horse that's why he's seen him in Australia. We sort of over-raced, and we thought the mile would suit him, and he sort of, I suppose, it was a lot harder at an angle. Um, just didn't quite suit his pattern. But, um, yeah, he's come through the run well, so hopefully he can handle the mile back at Nelson here. And um, there's going to be, if they speed up front, I'll have to give him the race late in the piece, so hopefully we can do that. Excellent. And then on the last race, John, the last one, we'll have a chat to you about. It's Divine Angel. Uh, punters would probably look at it as a surprise winner on Friday, but uh, it seemed like every man and their dog wanted to be on it at some point. Uh, is it a horse that can go on with it? And it takes a step up and grade into a really good field today, but where do you think you sit there? Are, are you a chance of being able to go back-to-back? Uh, it's like you say, it's a big step up for her. Um, I've always liked the horse, though. He's trolled up really well, and then... Uh, first start was actually disappointing, um, so it was good that she got the job done the first day up here, but um, it's got a nice draw to work with, so if I get the right run, it has got real quick speed, so I'm not going to be far off from where I'm drawn. Um, bit cool to say back-to-back, but I won't be far away. Excellent. Hey, look, John, you're a busy man. We appreciate your time. Just before you go, I will ask you for the punters out there, what do you think is the best of your drives today? Well, unfortunately, he's not paying much, but uh, double time just the way he went the first day in the stand. But, um, yeah, sorry, I can't help you much there with the way he's paying. 
nice wee multi-filler. Hey, look, thanks very much, John. We'll let you go and get those horses get up. All the best out there today and, of course, carrying on to Blenheim next week. Thanks for joining us on Trot's Talk and go well out there. Cheers for that, Matt. It's John Dunn, one of New Zealand's leading horsemen. He's seven winners for the season in the Sulky so far. Of course, Robert and Jenna have seven wins as a training partnership as well. So they're leading the way at the moment in both premierships early doors. That concludes today's Southern Man segment. We've hopefully found a few winners for you there, thanks to Ben and John. We'll head off and pay some bills, and then we come back on the other side, and we're going to catch up with the man from North Otago. Phil Williamson. Yes, welcome back into Trot's Talk on your Sunday. We've reached the 800 metre mark. We're into the final half as we head for home this morning looking ahead to Nelson this afternoon. Big card there, 12 races on mile day for the paces down there. Of course, the Trotters in there as well. Some good bully there from Ben Hope and John Dunn in our Southern Man segment. We're going to keep the Southern Man theme going here, but just before we do, a reminder too to get those entries in for the $50 bonus bet. All you need to do is text your name, your TAB account number, and the code word for the day, which of course is Nelson, through to 8833, and producer dude Robbie at the end of the show is going to draw a name out of the hat, and they're going to walk away with that $50 bonus bet. Big news, obviously, this week with Muscle Mountain coming out of his trip to Australia, but one horse that is heading there now is Majestic Man, and we're going to catch up with his trainer, Phil Williamson. Phil's on the line. A very good morning to you, Phil. How are we? Yeah, no, great, thank you. Yeah, no, looking forward to it, me. Excellent. Hey, fantastic to see him grab another Cambridge Flying Stakes on Thursday night. Just loves the short course mobile racing, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. He, he's geared up for that. He's, he's got beautiful gait and uh, good speed. So, um, yeah, no, that that's his, his modus operandi, as they say. So, yeah, no, we, he does love short course racing. Obviously, you're in a bit of an opportunist, opportunistic position with our three big trotters. And I talk of uh, Muscle Mountain, of course, Sunday Sun and Bolt for Brilliance all being sort of on the sidelines at the moment. And it's giving you that opportunity to put Australia back on the, uh, on the agenda, Phil, because it probably wasn't on the agenda probably even two or three weeks ago, was it? Yeah, no, that's exactly right. Um, you know, if you leave home and there's two or three that you think you probably can't beat before you leave, then it's a a costly exercise enough, so um, you like to think that you've got a, a, a runner's chance, a reasonable chance of getting enough money to uh, justify the trip. So, yeah, with them having uh, bits of issues like um, happens with horses and uh, Majestic Man um, getting himself back on track, um, it wasn't, you know, a fantastic run or anything the other day, but it was it was a satisfactory. He hasn't raced sort of for about a month, so I was happy enough with him to say that we can... Um, Go and have a crack. As you say, that those three are super horses and um, with them not there, it definitely opens it up. What's the plan, Phil? Obviously, there was some talk earlier in the week that there might have been a flight, say, I think it was Wednesday, I read somewhere. Has he has he gone to Australia now is he, or is he still in the country? No, he's still here. He's up in Auckland and he is going to fly out this week. So, um, yeah, we'll get him there as soon as we can. And um, all being well, we'll follow exactly the course that he took Last time he was there, the Dallard Cup into the um, uh, the big dance, you might say, the um, mile. So, the Great Southern, um, yep. The Great Southern Star. So, so uh, that's his early racing, and you know, safely through all that racing, we'll just continue on. I think there's a Trotters Grand Prix a week or two later, and uh, there might be a fifty grander in, in the middle there somewhere. And we intend to run in them all uh, if he's if he's well. He's not getting any younger, obviously, and um, 
and you know if, if he's right he might as well be racing as parked up in his in his stall so to speak and uh, <laughs> he seems to thrive on the racing it, it, he's been through into dominions before and races like that and and uh, been just as good on the last day as the first so um nothing he's just a really good all-round horse I was going to say, you have a look through his record. I think he's had 83 starts and he's won 23 races and placed 35 times for nearly three quarters of a million. Phil, you've had some really, really good trotters over the year and I'm, I'm probably being a little bit under the belt there but because you've had some really, really, really good trotters. Where does he sit? I mean, to me, he's a tradesman-like horse. You'd just love to own a stable full of horses like him. Where does he sit for a guy like Phil Williamson given the horses that you've had through the stable in the past? Yeah, well, he, he, he sort of keeps pushing himself up the pecking order a bit because you just got to respect what he's done. Um, like, if, if we talk about those almost champion horses, if you're talking Sunday Sun and, and Muscle Mountain and Bolt for Brilliance, they're probably, you know, elite, elite horses that only come around, you know, uh, usually one a decade. Well, you know, we've got three. And if you take them out and look at Majestic Man's record, it would be he'd have won over a million dollars because he's he's run second in about or oh, maybe half a dozen group ones in New Zealand, you know, to those great horses. Um, so that would put him right up there. As, as <laughs> there's always someone out there, and you can't sort of look at the days you run second. But I mean, yes, I think he's been second in two into Dominion finals. Um, you know, he, he's just second in a Dominion handicap. They'd be and a row cup. Like if they were all on his CV, we'd be calling him a, a real star. So I've got nothing but admiration for him as a horse because he's, apart from a few little um, injuries he's had through uh, running in defences and doing silly little things like um, you know <laughs> like that, um, he's been a very sound horse and uh, a pleasure to train. He's got better mannered as he's got older and. Um, yeah, he's just just been a great horse to have, and I'd have to say that he he's got to be up there, and the, he'd be in my top top four for sure. Absolutely, he's been fantastic for you, and of course his owners, the Griffins Syndicate. One horse I did want to touch on quickly, Phil, if we can, was Loving the Port. He's been really, really good up north. I mean, he's chasing some nice horses, and he's probably still in that progressional stage of his career where he's breaking through from being an intermediate grade trotter to a, a bona fide potential open class horse at some point in the next 12 months. How, how have you assessed his runs up north? Oh, he's been great. Matt, we were taking him, hoping that he could take a little bit of a step forward and, and measure up, which he has done, but as as you know, we've just been talking about the elite three haven't been there and while they're not there, the open class scene is a lot easier and um, that's just as simple as that really and the ones below that are a good bit below that, um, links below that. So if you're racing them, you know, you, you, you've got a horse like Love in the Port who's a lovely horse, um, he's pretty competitive right at the moment but um, them, them big bangers don't want to be around. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Hey, look, Phil, I appreciate you coming on and giving us an update on Majestic Man. It's been a fantastic start to the year for you as well. Obviously, the Central Otago circuit, as it always does, treated you well. Six winners on the board and five placings from a couple of dozen starters, so you'll be happy with that. But on behalf of the Trots Talk family and everyone out there listening in today, I'm sure I can say that we wish you all the best over in Australia, flying the Kiwi flag and the Great Southern Star and all those group races over there with Majestic Man. We will all be cheering for you, and thanks for joining us this morning. 
Yeah, no, thanks very much for having me on, Matt. And, uh, yeah, no, we'll be doing our best, and I'm sure you'll, you'll go to some nice races for sure. Just need a little bit Excellent. of Excellent. All the best, yes. Phil. A great North Otago man, Phil Williamson, one of the salt-of-the-earth great guys of the harness racing industry, Phil is, and great to see them heading back to Australia with Majestic Man to tackle the great Southern Star. We're coming in on the final quarter of today's Trots Talk. Just another quick reminder to your last chance to get yourselves in with a chance to win that $50 bonus bet courtesy of the TAB and, of course, Harness Racing New Zealand. Text your name, your TAB account number, and the code word for the day, which is Nelson through to 8833 and produce a Dude, Robbie's going to draw one out in about 10 minutes' time and we'll have someone with fifty a $50 bonus bet sitting in their account. We're going to go and pay some bills and then come back for the final stretch and catch up with Matt Peden, TAB bookmaker. We're well into the final stretch here on Trots Talk on your Sunday morning. Matt Markham again filling in for Michael Guerin and Greg O'Connor. Don't panic. They'll be back again next week. Just having some time off. Well deserved too for those two gentlemen. They work very, very hard. Been a big show. We've found a few winners at Nelson. We've got the update on Muscle Mountain. Um, we've obviously got the update on Majestic Man. We're going to turn to the punting side of things again here, though, and we're going to catch up with TAB bookmaker Matthew Peden. Good morning to you, Matthew. How do we find you on this Sunday morning? Good morning, Matthew. Uh, I'm well, thank you, and uh, excited for what should be a competitive and good day's racing out of Nelson with the, uh, with the mile racing for the Pacers. Yeah, it obviously changes things a little bit. And this is something I wanted to talk to you about from a bookmaker's point of view. Obviously, we're a mile and a half all day on Friday. And traditionally, with those two-day meetings, it's easy to follow the form through to the second day. But when we're switching back in distance for the paces to the mile, it changes the whole complexity of a lot of races, doesn't it? And my, I guess my question to you is, does it make it harder to frame those markets than what it, say, traditionally would for a normal two-day meeting? It does, in a sense. It's... Um, for realistically when, when framing markets on New Zealand harness, the map's probably not as prevalent as what it is if you're pricing Australian racing it, where you might have something go to the front and, and the driver's got the stick up and they're staying in front the whole way, but um, look, you, you get those runners here on the on the day one of the two-day meetings that uh, that put up the, the red flashing light, and and uh, it's pretty much about keeping those runners safe at, at, at a price which uh, which reflects their true chance because uh, a lot of people are doing the replays and, and walking out of day one thinking, I want to be on this on day two. Looks like there's been some pretty uh, decent early plays on a number of runners throughout the day. How, how are the market shaping up? Are we seeing a bit of activity early doors before we even, I mean, what are we, half an hour out from the first race of the day? I guess a lot of people will get involved once we actually kick in, but seems to be quite a few market movers there, especially in some of those early races, and I talk of horses like Spells of Love, the Maiden Trotter, and Aeronaut, the Maiden Pacer of Brent and Tim White's. Yeah, that, those two that you name are, uh, are two runners which have been really well backed, as have... I mean the Sam Thornley uh, Sam Thornley fan clubs come out to come out to play. Bono Brown's been a mover. Imperial Monarch's been a mover. Uh, Aeronaut, as you touched on, heavily backed. Meet Me at the Beach has been well backed in the same race as Aeronaut. Uh, good money for Miss Alyssa in race number seven. And Lone Wolf going for back-to-back wins first go off the unruly's been really well backed too. And plenty of confidence in the market that he'll do things right from the front line draw. Yeah, there's a bit of confidence too from Tim White that if he behaved himself, he wouldn't be the worst chance and equally as much confidence when it came to Aeronaut as well. Just want to touch on the feature today, the Nelson Pine Industries Nelson Classic. Obviously, you've opened up Celtic Spirit at $2.40 with the good draw, Ricky May for Greg and Nina Hope. Is it a case of, you know, you're looking at that horse and going, well, it's going to be on the speed and probably there's still some nightmares hanging around from that run when it won on Cup Day and uh, opened at a nice price? 
Yeah, he's a uh, he's at a price that he's at two forty at the moment, and it's probably there's not a great deal of money for him, but there's not a great deal of money in the race either. So I think the market's pretty much right, and I'd expect that uh, that closer to jump time, the money will gravitate towards him, just just given the fact that they're not really playing anything to beat him. Looks like there's been a bit of money for Mighty Louie. He he's the mover in the race, obviously off the back of his good first day win. Yeah, just probably a small uh, a small nibble early on, but that money's pretty much dried up now and. And like I say, there's not a great deal of activity on that race, but I, I do think Celtic Spirit, Celtic Spirit 240, that's probably where he needs to be, and I think the market will, will gravitate towards him late. He's $2.70 on the boosted market at the moment, Celtic Spirit, so if you want to get involved, that might be the way to play. Matt, had a look on the TAB website today at some of the futures markets. I think there's more than 20 markets open there for future racing, and we're going right through until the New Zealand Trotting Cup in November, which seems... A lifetime away, given we're in January. But uh, obviously the, the next big race is on the card. We go to Harness Million and Young Guns Night at Auckland. We've got a couple of markets open there. Millwood Nike, $1.10. I'm, I'm guessing punters aren't going to take too many issues out of uh, getting it involved in their multis. No, she's been well back through multis. And one runner I do want to make note of has been Susitra. She's a maiden of Darren Keith that trolled on Wednesday. She's a good trialist and... She's been really well back. $31 on Wednesday, now $17. In the last 24 hours, we've seen a good push for her. So it's a hard task coming up against Millwood Nike, and the dollar ten says it all, but uh, there's plenty of people out there that think that this filly might be above average. Speaking of Darren Keeson, I just digress a little bit. Costello David was back at the Miffin workouts yesterday looking for a resumption in a couple of weeks, so the bookies will have to keep an eye out for that one. Obviously, the other markets we've got open, Matt, we've got the race by Grins, obviously, the Row Cup, and the New Zealand Cup markets there. Uh, equal favourites at the moment, Akuta and Copy That. Of course, Copy That shooting for three in a row, both at the $3.50 quote. Are you getting any early plays on the Cup this far out? The, the plays you get this time of year, Matt, you, you get the guys that want to have, or the punters that want to have a multi through maybe something today at Nelson through maybe a game of sport in a head-to-head market or a margin market or something like that, and, and they want to have a long-term play at decent odds. So at the moment, at the top of the market, it's, it's probably a little bit cold, but once you get in those double-figured runners, Krug, Republican Party, uh, Hey Bartender, Alta Wise Guy, that's where you start to see a little bit of activity. But as we get to the race by Grins uh, in April and then, and then beyond that, that's when we'll start to see a few of those top market runners specced. Excellent. Hey, thanks very much for joining us on Trots Talk this morning, Matthew Peden. Best of luck, but not too much luck from a punting point of view for you guys today. Thanks for joining us, and we'll catch up again soon. Thank you, Matthew. Go well. Matt Peden, TAB bookmaker on the line. We thank him for coming on and just talking through some of those markets in Nelson and, of course, the ones in the futures markets as well. There's 22, I think I counted on there this morning. Uh, you can get yourselves involved and worth jumping on and having a look and seeing whether anything catches your eye. We're coming towards the end of today's Trot Talk. We might go over to producer dude Robbie, see whether he's found us a winner. Of course, that code word today was Nelson, and all you had to do was text in your name, your TAB account number. We do it every week and get a free, uh, there's a free $50 bonus bet available. Robbie, have you found us a winner for the day? I have, yeah. Uh, today's winner, Tony Green. A lot of texts in. So, yeah, de- decent job from you, Matt. Got a lot of uh, text response.
I've got a big family, mate. I just got them all to text in just to make it look like I was going good. Makes sense. Makes sense. <laughs> Excellent. Hey, uh, we're about to wrap things up on Trot's Talk for the day. Just wanted to obviously take the opportunity to say thank you to our guests. We had Tim White at the top of the hour, Ben Hope and John Dunn. Of course, Phil Williamson come on and chatted about Majestic Man going to Australia for the Great Southern Star. And then, of course, Matthew Peden, our TAB bookmaker, joined us late in the day. Oh, we got through it, Robbie. We got through it. Greg and Mick, obviously not here, but they're back on deck next week. Of course, we turn our attention from Nelson today through to the Waterlee Raceway and the Marlborough Racing Club for their two-day meeting next weekend. But there's 12 good races for you to fill the boots in today at Nelson. Make sure you get involved. There's plenty of winners there. My bet of the day, Aero Nort, it's into 250. You've lost a bit of the value. Imperial Monarch in race number two, my each-way bet of the day. If you want to have a play on that, Feel free to do so, Sam Thornley for Chris McDowell. But I think that's about me for the week. It's been a pleasure to sit in the chair filling in for Greg and Mick. I hope your Sunday goes well and the rest of your week. Trot's Talk will be back next Sunday. Next up, we've got Sunday afternoons with Dean Butler. This is Matt Markham signing off for Trot's Talk on your Sunday morning.